actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. I'm going to be very upfront about what I'm going to discuss today. This is a rough one. It's a very rough one. This is not a crime. There's no suspect involved in this one. I'm not going to play any intro music for this episode. This is just simply one of those horrific realities that a 911 dispatcher has to face from time to time. A call just like this is, for an individual dispatcher, pretty rare. You just don't get a call like this one often or really sometimes ever. What I will say about this one, the call is very long. It's nearly a half hour. I'm going to let it play out in its entirety. It needs to be heard. I won't have some huge amount of info to share about this. I will go over some of the details, but truth be told, by the time the call is over, it may not even be necessary aside from some of the behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to add right now that this is one of the most difficult calls I have heard. I've said that about a few calls have gone over on the show and this one's right up there with some of those. If you're uneasy about the real bad calls, this episode probably isn't going to be for you. For those others that want to proceed, keep in mind that while dispatchers may not deal with calls like this every day, the general public almost never has to deal with anything like this. At most, they'll read about it in a newspaper or maybe online or hear about it on a podcast. Now, what is the address of your emergency? Pardon? Now, what is the address of your emergency? Okay, in what city? Okay. All right, and what is the phone number you're calling from? Okay, tell me exactly what happened. I think my house is on fire, and I'm here alone, and I'm on a walker. Okay. All right, I have help. I'm I just have a couple of questions, okay? Okay. All right, just to help the paramedic or the firefighters, excuse me. Okay, what's your name, ma'am? Okay, can you spell your first name? I my... Okay. Hurry up. 
These these questions are not going to delay paramedics in any way. Okay, what type of building is involved? It's a log house with a tin roof, but it's coming from the roof, I think. I don't know. Okay, I have help on the way, okay? These questions are not delaying uh, the firefighters at all, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, I do have them coming. All right, I'm sending the fire department to help you now. Stay on the line, and I'll tell you exactly what to do next. Okay, how many floors? Okay. Are, how many floors or stories are there? Well, there's just one floor. We got an attic. Okay. What should I do? Okay. Okay. Is anyone trapped inside the building? Well, I'm inside the house. I don't even know if I can get out. Okay. All right. I have them coming as quickly as possible. Okay. How many? It's just me. Okay. I mean, my husband's at the ball game, and I can't get him. I'll try his cell phone. Okay. Exactly where are you located? Uh, no, inside the home. Exactly where are you located oh, inside right the now home? I'm in, right now I'm in the living room. It's most getting bad. Okay. If it's safe to do so, leave the building, close the doors behind you, and remain outside. Do not try to put the fire out. Do not carry anything. Do not carry out anything that's on fire. I couldn't, honey, if I wanted to. <laughs> I'm on a walker, and I can't hardly walk. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right, well, I do have them coming as quickly as possible, okay, so just let me know when you see them. Okay, where exactly is the fire? On the roof, I think. Okay, is anyone injured? No, I'm the only one here. I'm not injured, but my eyes are full of smoke. My lungs, I can't get out the door. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, what is the best entrance of the building to get to you? Well, either when you come up the driveway, the, the back door or the front, either one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm on a wall, so I've got arthritis real bad, and I've got, I've got breast cancer. Okay, I have them coming, okay? They're coming as quickly as possible, okay. lights and sirens, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm updating them with everything that's going on, okay? Just stay, just stay with me, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be right here until they get there with you, okay? Okay. Okay, if it's safe to do so, stay low to the floor, close the door immediately. Um, All right, cover it. Get down to the floor, honey. Okay. I'll sit on my walker. That's the lowest I can get. Oh, what is that? What's going on? I don't know. Something hit me on the head. Okay. It was like a drop of water or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I shouldn't be panicking. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, this is a this is a very hard situation.
situation to be in, but I am going to be here until they get right there with you, okay? Just let me know when they're there. Um, I'm seeing now how closely they are to you, okay? They're coming as fast as they can. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll stay on the line with you as long as I can. Okay. Great. All right, I'm going to stand along with you as long as I can. Just let me know when they get right there with you. All right. Can I call? Should I call somebody? No, they, I have help coming as quickly as possible. Since you're on 911, the phone is probably not going to let you do anything else at this time. Unless you have a, um, unless you have like a home phone or something, I know your mobile no. phone won't let you hang up with me and call anyone else. No, that's all I've got. <sighs> Okay, I have updated them and let them know, okay? So now I'm just, we're just waiting on them to get there. They're coming as quickly as possible. Yes. Let me know what's going on, okay? Okay. I'm going to get a chair where I can sit down. I can walk around. It's kind of way away from me. Okay. Okay, I'm sitting down. Okay. Coming as quickly as possible. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Just, just let me. I feel like a big baby. No, it's okay. Is is all? Is the smoke still in the home? Like, are you still filling up? Okay, but you don't see any flames at this time? I can't go outside to see. Yes, but there's no flames in the home that you can see? No, not in the house. I can see the smoke. Okay. But it's all kinds of noise on the roof. I think it's on the roof. Sure, this is a log home with the tin roof. Yes. Okay. Just want to let them know exactly. I hope the pine needles have been falling on the roof, and my husband's not able to get them down. So I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Right here, okay. Okay. All right, babe. 
They're still coming as quickly as possible. <clears throat> back in the woods. Yes, ma'am. They just have a little ways to get to you. <clears throat> they do have to make it a little ways to get to you, but they are coming as quickly as as the quickly the quickest way that we can get them there is how they're responding. Okay. Everything is lights and sirens right now. They they know that it's serious to come quickly. Okay. Oh, 
like, oh, it's okay. They did that so that way the electricity doesn't help the fire keep going. So they cut that off so that way the house won't, like, explode or, you know, anything like that could happen. So that was, that's us doing that. That's not the fire, okay? Okay. Yeah, because since that's a um, conductor, they don't want, you know, the electricity to make anything else worse in the home. They know I'm in here, right? Yes, they know you're in there. I, I did let them know. I, I, they know you're in there. I'm just going to stay on the line with you until they get in there with you, okay? Okay. Until they're able to come get you. <laughs> Um, let me see right now, okay? My supervisor, I'm going to ask her right now. Hello? Hello? 
hello. I'm staying right here.
All the noise you heard in the background for the last few minutes of this call was the crackling of the fire around the caller's phone. This is the last few minutes she was alive. Her name was Loretta Pickard, and she was 76 years old. It's really hard to say what would be going through her mind while all this is going on. I don't even want to try to speculate, but you know that she had to have been frightened beyond belief. The dispatcher, too, though. Just think about what's going through the mind of the dispatcher on this one. This is one of those times that a dispatcher really feels helpless. The one on this call does everything she can. She stays on the phone with her, trying to keep all the info flowing to the radio dispatcher to relay the info to the firefighters. And she does need to keep the caller on the phone. This is someone who can't leave the house. After the phone is dropped, she still has to stay on the phone just in case the caller picks it back up. This dispatcher didn't know what happened while she was on the phone. I'm sure she had an idea, but she absolutely didn't know for sure. And I'm sure she wouldn't have stayed on the phone if she did know what happened. They just under 12 minutes into the call, the caller says she hears the sirens. They get on the scene shortly after that. This is where the details really start to become, I'll say, questionable. An independent investigative agency was hired to do an outside investigation into what happened that actually led to the death of Loretta. They did interviews of the crew on the scene and a timeline analysis of the events that happened. They tried to narrow down and point out any wrongdoing. And what they come up with was detailed in a 242-page report. In the report, the short story is that the firefighter stood outside pouring water on the fire but didn't try to make entry into the house. This is despite repeated notifications from the dispatcher on the radio that there was, in fact, someone trapped inside. When firefighters arrive on the scene, they generally do a 360-degree assessment of the structure that's on fire. This apparently wasn't done here. The first arriving crew concentrated on the side of the house that was on fire. From the side they were standing on, they couldn't see the spot where the caller was. She was found close to a door on the other side of the house that would have been very accessible from the outside. Had the crews did their 360 degree of the structure, she might still be here with us today. It's hard to say because the Advancing of the fire, especially in a log house like this, can be pretty quick. Later on, there were some suspensions handed out amongst the fire crews. The family of Miss Pickard sued the local government for what happened that day and ended up settling out of court for $200,000, which is by Florida state law the most that the government can be sued for. The captain of the first responding engine, though, and let me be clear about this. I'm not sure at which stage in this incident the captain did this, but at some point 
he took photos and a video of the fire and posted it on Snapchat. He has since resigned from his position. And that's about all for this episode. Please y'all stay safe out there. For Music City 901, I'm Brandon. Y'all try to have a good one.